0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Circuit Python Weekly for May 11th, 2020. This is the time of the week that we get together and talk about all things Python, uh, CircuitPython, and uh, really all things, you know, going on. Um, we uh, have this meeting normally on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, check the CircuitPython channel on the Adafruit Discord for any changes and um, links to past meetings. As well, their meeting times are available in an iCal format using um, a link that will be provided in the notes. So if you want to have them on a calendar, we have that available too. Uh, This meeting is hosted on the Adafruit Discord. We are in the CircuitPython voice channel and the CircuitPython chat channel. And both of these are recorded. So this meeting is being recorded, and if you prefer not to have your voice uh, recorded or for any reason you don't have a microphone, that sort of thing, and you still wanna participate, you absolutely can. Uh, You can type out your um, replies into the chat channel, or you can put your hug reports and status updates into the notes doc. There is a notes document that, Accompanies this meeting and has timestamps in it. So if you are interested in uh, Scrubbing through that and figuring out what it is that you want to check out on your own um, Without watching through the entire video that is available Excuse me Um, So let's see this meeting is held in five parts Uh, The first part is Community News, which is uh, a preview of our Python on Hardware newsletter. It's just an overview of what's going on with um, Python uh, and hardware in the community. Uh, The second part is the State of CircuitPython Libraries and Blinka, which is an uh, overall statistical view of the project by the numbers, gives us a chance to see where it's at without taking into account what we have going on. It's simply uh, where the project is um, at by the numbers. Uh, Then the next part is hug reports. Hug reports is a chance to call people out for doing something good. Um, We do this as a round robin, where I will start as an example, and then we go down the list alphabetically and loop back around. And uh, we take a couple minutes Um, if there's something that somebody's done that you thought was was good uh, feel free to call them out Um, and we also accept uh, group hugs as well Uh, and then and again if you are text only please put your updates in the doc and I will read them off Um, or if you uh, are missing the meeting you can actually add notes to the doc and we read them off as, as if you were with us during the meeting. Um, The next section is status updates, where you take a couple minutes to talk about what you've done over the last week or two, um, if you missed the last meeting, Uh, and then what you're going to do over the course of the next week. Um, Basically, this is an opportunity for us to sync up on what everyone is up to. Also to give tips and tricks on uh, anything that might be blocking someone we uh, have the opportunity to chime in and give a little assistance. And the last part is in the weeds, which is where we have more long form discussions that can come out of um, status updates. If something uh, turns into a longer form discussion, we can move it to in the weeds. Or if you have an in the weeds topic already, uh, which we already have one, so that's excellent, uh, please put it in the notes doc so that uh, we have them all available and we know who to talk to so put your name with it and what you're in the weeds topic is and we will turn it over to you at that time unless you are text only in which case I will read it off and then you can join in the discussion in the chat channel and that is how this meeting goes in order uh, I realize I don't think I mentioned this is uh, I'm Katni I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython um, Python development is sponsored by Adafruit So please support them by purchasing hardware from adafruit.com or right now with the entire COVID situation going on, um, you can find many of our products on our partner Digikey at digikey.com. They are carrying all of our stuff, uh, or a lot of our stuff anyway. Um, And until Adafruit is back to shipping uh, non-essential items, uh, that's an excellent way to purchase Adafruit products. The video of this is released on YouTube and also as a podcast. So if it is not available on your favorite podcast service, please let us know and we will uh, do what we can to fix that up. And we are available all week on Discord. Uh, You can join at adafru.it slash discord and check out any number of channels that work for whatever information it is you're looking for um, or whatever conversation it is you're looking to join in and I think that pretty much covers it so let's move on to community news um so scott has streamed some of the latest work in CircuitPython intended for the next release there is a demonstration of low lower power usage by shutting down the microcontroller during sleep and there is uh, a live stream uh, with users and getting the circuit Python REPL working on the ESP32 S2 microcontroller. So check those videos out and uh, Scott streams on Fridays. I'm not certain of the time, um, but he's been streaming every Friday, so so check that out as well. Uh, Microsoft has started a Discord server specifically aimed at Python. Um, The server follows the Microsoft open source code of conduct and can be joined via the link that's just been posted into the chat. CircuitPython received a native library to drive RGB matrices last month using the SAMD51 and NRF52840 microcontrollers. This week, Lemoore tested out support for the library on the STM32 chip available in CircuitPython 5.3.0. And there's a link to that as well. Cyberduck is billed as a self-contained computer that can edit and run Python files with USB keyboard input and a display and it's shaped like a disaster recovery duck. So there are three links to that. Um, Check out that project as well. Uh, CircuitPython NeoSprite is a library for updating NeoPixel arrays from sprite files such as bitmaps. Um, This was uh, written up by a community member who did a project with um, a bunch of LEDs soldered into frames and uh, It was actually it was very cool. Um, They were able to generate the LED images based on based on bitmaps Um, the vector IO library builds on M4 Express feather and draws concrete shapes and they're composed into vector shape Which is put into display IO group for display and there is a uh, pull request for that so I believe that's native shapes is the plan there um, all of this and more is in the Python on hardware newsletter please contribute any related projects um, it ships on Tuesday mornings you can head over to adafruitdaily.com to sign up um, but more importantly uh, if you have any projects that you want to see in the newsletter please let us know and um, we definitely can get them added. The draft is always hosted on GitHub. And um, so you can check that out and uh, contribute anything there if you are interested in doing so. And that is community news. Next up is the State of CircuitPython Libraries and Blinka. This is a statistical overview of the project by the numbers. It gives us an opportunity to uh, see where the project is outside of the specific tasks that we are working on and it gives a a feeling of the health of the project as well uh, which is good to have so we'll talk about the project overall and then uh, I will turn it over to Scott to talk about the core then I will talk about the libraries and Melissa will talk about Blinka and (coughs) then um that'll that'll sum everything up so starting with overall um we had 28 pull requests merged and this is across both the core and all of the libraries from 12 authors and i see some new names there um mu cx dear mash and colin d grant are names that i don't recognize um, as being authors previously so that's excellent to see and i'm glad that we are getting new people and we had nine reviewers uh, all of whom are regulars so thank you very much to everyone who's been reviewing Um, we uh, obviously can't merge things without reviews so it's very very helpful Um, and we had 32 issues closed by nine people and 20 opened by 17 people which might be a record in terms of number of people which is great because the more people we have involved, the better off we are. Um, and that is the, that's is this—that's the overall stats. Overall, we are looking to do a new release today, or soon. Um, and the current master has been very stable, so we're probably gonna push that faster than we might normally. Um, because we've already been working with it and haven't seen any show-stopping issues. Um, So look forward to that. Uh, It'll have a few new features, um, a few new boards uh, as typically expected and should be released, I think, as 5.4.0. In terms of the libraries, uh, I completed a sweep of all of the GitHub issues on all the libraries, closed a bunch, uh, completed a bunch, and um, that was that was good. It was good to be able to go through and, and clean house. It took a while, but it's worth it. And I'm gonna go back through it soon and make sure that everything that I followed up on uh, gets taken care of. And um, other than that, uh, overall, the project has been going great. Uh, we're seeing new contributors, and that's always excellent. Um and we always want to see uh new people and um so on and so forth. So that is uh that is good. Anyway, um I think that covers it overall. Uh and so I will turn it over to Scott to talk about the core.
1: Awesome, thank you, Katni. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for course stats, uh, we had five pull requests merged from four different authors, and three of the four, I think, are new C contributors, including Katni, uh, Mucx, and SP Cool. Thanks to our new authors and uh, all the authors in general. We had three reviewers for those four authors, uh, so thanks to reviewers. We're always looking for more. Uh, keep that in mind. We have 17 open pull requests. Uh, most of them are brand new. Uh, there's just one that's been pretty old, uh, but besides that, doing well. Uh, Issue-wise, we had f- one closed by one person and eight opened by seven people, so we're net uh, up seven, uh, which I think is going to be uh, going to be a little bit uh, common right now as we like work on new ports. We're going to have a lot of new issues to open with that. Uh, we have 294 issues open currently, and uh, 18 of those do not have a milestone that need to be looked at. So um, if you have some time, take a look at the issues that are not assigned a milestone and, and chime in on, on on what you think they should be. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Katney covered all the overview, so I'll kick it back to
0: her. All right. Thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. So next up, libraries. So this is, uh, these numbers apply to all the CircuitPython libraries that we have available, which I believe is 227 at the moment. Um, we had 20 pull requests merged from nine different authors and nine different reviewers. Um, the oldest pull request that we merged was 39 days old, and the newest one was either 0 or 1 days, uh, leaving us with 26 open pull requests, uh, the oldest of which is 490 days. We definitely need to make a decision on that one, um, but the newest is brand new. Um, We had 26 issues closed by eight people and 11 opened by nine people, leaving us with 146 open issues across the entire uh, set of libraries. If you are looking to get started contributing to CircuitPython, um, check out circuitpython.org contributing and the first thing you'll see is open pull requests the second tab is open issues and the third tab is library infrastructure issues and the open issues tab is a good place to take a look um, you can sort it by label and there are some that are labeled good first issue if you are new to git and github and or CircuitPython. python they may be a good issue for you to start with. Um, As well, you can check out all the open pull requests. If you open one up, take a look at it. Uh, Don't find anything that stands out as a problem to you, comment on it and let us know. Um, If you have the hardware, test it. Uh, But basically, it's it's a great place to start if you want to get started contributing is taking a look at these things, either reviewing PRs or working on issues. And we are happy to help you get started with that if there's any part of that that is Uh, Daunting or um, uh, a barrier for you, let us know so we can help you out. Um, There were no new libraries this week, but there were a number of updated libraries that I will not read off. Uh, And that is where we are with the libraries. So I'm going to turn it over to Melissa to talk about Blinka.
2: Hello. Let's see here. Uh, okay, for Blinka, which is our circuit Python compatibility layer for Raspberry Pi and other single board computers, we had three pull requests merged by one author and two reviewers. Uh, there were, there are zero open pull requests at this time, and there were five closed issues by three people and one open by one person, leaving a net of 23 open issues. There have been two thousand six hundred and fifty one PyPI downloads in the last week, and we currently support forty six boards at the moment. And that's it.
0: Excellent, thanks, Melissa. Yeah. All right, and that is the state of Circuit Python, the libraries, and Blinka. Um, next up is Hug Reports. Hug Reports is an opportunity to talk about the things that are good. Uh, things that you want to call people out for. Um, positive things. So it's it's a nice interlude um, to some sometimes not so great overall situations. Um, hug reports is our counter to bug reports, as we like to say. So this will be done as a round robin. I will go first, and then I will go down the list alphabetically. Giving everyone who wants to a chance to speak and or I will read off notes if uh, There if anybody's text only or there are um, There are notes in the doc uh, for those who are missing the meeting and um, So if you if you want the opportunity um, to uh, give out hug reports uh, we I will obviously call on you um, and if you're lurking I will skip you uh, and that I think is where we're at. So I will get started um, all right first up uh, hug to Crayola for all his work on pixel buff Neo pixel, and dot star and to dunkman 0 for picking up where Roy left off and getting PRs into Neopixel and dot star for pixel buff um, to Foamy Guy for testing PRs and picking up a number of issues during my sweep. To Carter for following up on a number of issues, um, that I requested follow-up on during my sweep. And for, I have a hug report to Stargirl for looking into new possibilities. We have two people lurking, so next up is Maker Melissa.
2: Uh, I just wanted to give a hug to all the other Discord moderators for being on top of any issues, and a hug to everyone.
0: Excellent. Thank you. All right. I have two people lurking, which means next up is SummerSoft.
3: Hello. Um. So a hug to Dan for some conversations and some pointers related to uh, debugging a bootloader and operating system issue I'm having. Um. And additionally, a hug to Jerry uh, for being willing to, to help test, as always, um, replicating what I'm seeing. I asked him just before the meeting, and he's already kind of knee-deep in it. Um, and then uh, just a group hug on that.
0: Excellent. Next up is Stargirl, who is text only, and has a hug to Tan Newt for his deep dive strains and to Katni for answering a ton of my questions. Simon is lurking. Next up is Scott.
1: Hello. First, a hug report to Ivan, IGRR, for all of the help getting the ESP32-S2 to Blinky. A huge hug report to Katney for uh, her core CircuitPython C fix. That was awesome to see go by. Um, Hug report to Warrior of Wire for the Vector IOPR. PR. I'm excited to look at it today. Excite, uh, hug report to Stargirl for making awesome progress on our USB host code. I'm so excited to hopefully get that in CircuitPython and TinyUSB at some point. And then, uh, lastly, uh, echoing what Melissa said, a hug report to our Discord mods who are super thoughtful and uh, keep an eye on things to make sure that they stay. Uh, pleasant. So thank you, everybody.
0: All right. Next up is Andrew.
4: Uh, Just a group hug to all today.
0: Excellent. All right. So I have a few lurkers and I have some... uh, Next up is C. Grover, who is text only, uh, who has a group hug for the team and community. Charles is lurking, so next up is Dan.
5: Hello. Let me scroll backwards, sorry. Uh, so I worked with Antonio, um, who's uh, one of our um, app developers. And uh, we were working on issues. I'm writing some sort of Python code that can talk to that the BlueFood Play- Playground app. And we had a good, good debugging session last Friday. Um, working out some bugs in the app and some bugs in MyCode as well. Uh, thanks to Star Girl as a dimension for the hostess featherwing that she's working on, and then also just a group hug. I was going to make a list, but it's too long. Uh, what, with people staying home more and so forth, uh, I feel like the number of things that are being tested and tried, and bugs being found, and features being suggested, is going up noticeably. Thanks everybody who's doing that. It increases our backlog, but that's really good. Okay, thank you.
0: Excellent. Next up, I have uh, Dave Prichetti, who is lurking but has notes. Um, a group hug, and good to see you all again. Dave, P and Duester are lurking, so next up is Foamy Guy.
4: Yeah, hello. Um, I have a, a hug for. Um... Ray R Hooper and Duncan uh, George for their work on the Neopixels and Dot Stars with PixelBuff. Um, so that's something that I um, hadn't had a chance to play with yet, um, and kind of did some testing this weekend. And it, it really is crazy how fast that stuff is. So big thanks to those guys and uh, anybody else who worked on that. Um, to Kmatch uh, user Kmatch98 in the Discord shared the the Cyber Duck uh, from the newsletter. Um, and some of their work on the USB host UART uh, communication back and forth. That thing is super cool. Um, uh, a hug as well to Stargirl for the, the hostess featherwing. I'm really excited to see uh, something like that getting worked on. Um, hopefully, I can get my hands on one of those to play with at some point. And then uh, lastly, just a, a hug to Katni as well for um, encouraging me with some quests to work on for some different issues in PRs. It was nice to kind of um go back through some of that stuff and see kind of how much more of it makes um makes sense now uh, than it did the first time through and i really liked um kind of working on some of that stuff so i appreciate it
0: excellent all right next up is higher effect
6: okay so uh this week big thanks to ask patrick maker melissa and scott for some help on some uh, weird font stuff that I was dealing with in the middle of last week. Um, I got pretty frustrated and, and they were really nice uh, in, in their helping, uh, me. So I appreciate that. Um, and also thanks Jerry for, uh, uncovering some STM 32 bugs, um, of which there are a couple nasty ones that have recently cropped up. So thanks for pointing it out. Good test.
0: All right. Next up uh let's see um jason are you working okay excellent uh so next up is jeff
7: hello um i'm feeling really scatterbrained this morning so although i know there are people who deserve my uh thanks by name i just have to settle for a group hug to everybody uh, you know who you are, and if you don't know who you are, you deserve a hug anyway.
0: All right. Excellent. Uh, next up is Jerry, who appears to no longer be text-only.
8: Yeah, I didn't think I wrote that. I don't know how that got there. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's uh, so, a well, uh, hug to the community moderators for, for their being thoughtful and deliberate when uh, taking actions. Uh, it's one of those things that when the moderators do their job, no one notices, but it's uh, there's a, lot, a lot goes on and it's, it's uh, nice to see the, the level of, of effort and, and thought that goes into what, what does happen. Um, thanks to um, David Gloud, put out a, a couple of months ago, put out a, a little demo for using the clue on the uh, micro bit, bit buggy board. And I uh, finally got around to playing with it and had a lot of fun with it the, this week. Uh, saved me a lot, of, a lot of time in getting that going. So I appreciate that. And then a group hug to everybody.
0: All right. Thanks everyone. That is hug reports, which means next up is status updates. And for that, I'm going to hand it over to Jeff.
7: Hello, status updates are operated in a round robin, similar to how hug reports were done. But what we invite you to do is tell us what you've been up to since the last time you were in the meeting. Uh, some of your goals for the next week. And if you would like to, tell us about something uh, fun that you've been doing, whether it uh, relates to CircuitPython or not. Uh, I will start. Last week, I uh, re-implemented the Adafruit SD card library in the C core, and we're seeing a speed-up of about 40% when reading from SD cards, so that is pretty exciting. The pull request is uh, waiting for review, and then I will go back and finish that up. As needed. But my main topic for this week is I'm returning to my MP3 player project called Jet Player. And uh, Carter is going to test and give me feedback. And hopefully, we'll get uh, some bugs ironed out, uh, improve the user interactions, and then the subsequent week, hopefully, work on a guide. So uh, that's what I'm up to. And next is Jaron. Still there, Jerry?
8: Yeah, I am. I'm so used to being at the end of the line. Surprise! (laughs) I got to figure out where I am here. Um, There. So uh, yeah, I was playing around with um, the STM32F405 and stumbled across a whole bunch of things uh, that uh, I realized parts of it are known in the master. It's, I guess it's it's got some. Bigger issues that uh, are being worked, but then in uh, in the 5.3.0 build, it, it definitely is having some issues with uh, um, trying to load anything from I2C, or I'm uh, fighting with SPI as well. Although I just got a note from uh, Effect with some things to try, so we'll do that. But it looks like looks like the issues are are in work, so um, probably don't need to follow up on them. Just uh, be nice to get that guy back back in the back in the system. It does seem to work okay at 5.2, but Beyond that, it's pretty, pretty stuck. Um, did a bunch of playing with the Clue, as I mentioned, uh, mounted on a little micro bit buggy, a lot fun thing to drive around using the BLE to control it. And um, then I got one of those new Raspberry Pi high quality cameras and I spent way too much time taking pictures of birds and chipmunks with it. Lots of fun.
7: Did you get the telephoto lens? Then I would yes. love to see some samples from it. If you wouldn't mind dropping them in the channel or a DM, sure. I've been thinking about to... that too.
8: Yeah, I'll see if I can get them over into where I, where I can get them up here. I'll put a couple of pictures up. Sure. Thanks.
7: What's going on, Katni?
0: All right. So last week, finished the initial GitHub library issue sweep. Um, closed and or completed a number of issues and requested follow-up on uh, many more. Um, I did the newsletter video, hosted another show-and-tell for JP, because he had a conflict last week. Um, I fixed the Adabox 11 guide to deprecate the file, uh, the default file zip for 4x and include files for CircuitPython 5x with a warning that says, please go download updated libraries. The Adabox 11 guide had in it the zip file for the files that shipped on it when Adabox was shipped, which was CircuitPython 4.0, and there were many, many changes to the libraries and so on. Um, However, the code still runs as is, so that was an easy fix to just bundle together the libraries that are necessary, but we want to make sure that people are updating their... um, updating their libraries and so on. So if you run into anyone who's got a PI portal, who's trying to run the default stuff from um, Adabox 11, uh, check to make sure they've updated their libraries first. Uh, I started work on the LED Animations PR from mid-December, got it passing, still need some cleanup and a couple of features added, worked with uh, Roy to get some rainbow versions of current features functioning properly. And I submitted my first CircuitPython Core C contribution um, while I was testing and getting the LED Animations PR passing, I realized that the color wheel that's built into Pixelbuff was in the wrong order, and that's because we had wheel code um, that was in the wrong order for a very long time, and the math in the Pixel Buff one was based on the earlier version of, of the CircuitPython one, which was incorrect. So I got a crash course in C, which I totally forgot a to hug report to Jeff for that and um, Managed to submit a fix. So that was a thing um, Then this week I continue I need to continue working on the LED animations PR uh, get the new features added I need to do examples for some of the more complicated features and I need to document uh the library with um example code and, and so on and so forth. Uh, doing the newsletter video again as always and uh once I've got the LED animations library where I want it, uh the next step is an LED animation guide. And that's where I'm at.
7: Thank you, Katney, and congratulations on that Core C contribution. Thank yeah, you. You had a couple of older commits, but uh they may have just been copy paste and doc strings. So I think they were documentation. Well, it turns out you added the pi ruler, but I think that was just copying files and changing a string. But still, yeah, yeah right. congratulations and and welcome to you know the the real
0: code oh, now. Thank thank you.
7: <laughs> we'll expect more from you. Right. King or North and KJW are lurking. So next up is Maker Melissa.
2: Hello. So last week I finished up adding I square C to the Bing IO library. Uh, I added. I'm missing a uh, function called pack into into the Blinka BLE IO library. I added platform detection support for the Great Fit One. And I started adding the Great fit One to Blinka. And so I'm making some progress on that. Uh, this week I will finish adding that. And then I'll add any missing boards to circuitpython.org, whatever else comes That's it.
7: Thanks, Melissa. Mark Gambler and Mister Certainly are both lurking, so uh, we're ready to hear from you, Summersoft.
3: Hello again. Um, so last week um, on on Rosy Pie, I continued debugging my operating system lockups um, when putting a Python board into the bootloader. Um, I, I I don't I'm not any closer to an answer, um, but I'm slowly establishing some empirical test processes. I think. Um bottom line is i haven't determined what the root cause is if it's on the operating system side or if it's on the bootloader side. Um i've got a long list of things, well a list of things uh that i've tried so far in the notes, but i'm not going to read them all off. Um so that's kind of where that was pretty much all week last week. Um for Adabot, i've i finally submitted uh my draft changes to the, exam- the example file name checks. Um dealing with underscores and example file names. Um, there's a couple different options, so um, I, I kind of just need an answer on which option to choose. Um, and then for this coming week, um, pretty much unchanged from last week, keep looking on into the uh, operating system bootloader lockups. Um, and then' uh, I'm, I'm starting to hit, Total frustration mode on, on that. So I'm I'm completely open to distractions if anybody wants me to look at something or tackle something. So that's where I'm at.
7: Thank you. And I need to remember not to just wait for Katni to call on the next person. Um, next up is Stargirl, who's text only. So she says, mostly working on my USB host Featherwing wing, parentheses, hostess. Sent the hostess boards off to Osh Park, made good progress on USB host drivers for MIDI devices and HID keyboards, and figured out a basic SPI command set. Simon is lurking, so that brings us to Scott, also known as Tan Newt.
1: Hello. Okay. Um, First, I'm planning on releasing 540 beta 0 soon, probably today. Uh, But I do want to get in uh, Teensy 4.1 support, which was launched today. It shouldn't be too different. Uh, The one thing is that it has a larger spy flash. So we will see about that. Um, Besides that, tomorrow I'm going to circle back to the ESP32 S2. Uh, On Friday, I got it blinking. So like the basics of digital I.O. are are in. Uh, There's a link to my stream where I worked on that. Um, but basically this week, my goal is to stop adding stuff and just refine it so that it's a foundation for other people to work on it as well. Um, so that means primarily um, get the CI going so that builds are, um, that board builds are verified. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> I just posted it too. Um, and then uh, and they get a PR out. And then I I also want to make sure that boards are kind of structured well enough because I expect people to add boards pretty quick. Um, so that's my my goal. And I will also have uh, some issues added for like things that need to be refined. Uh, there's lots of them, but it, you know the goal is to get it in so that people can refine different bits uh, independently. And then also, uh, I wanted to say, if folks want to m- help mentor for the mentored sprints on Saturday, please talk to me. Um, I'm going to take some time out of my Saturday to do that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, PyCon usually has like a a mentored sprints thing at PyCon in person where um, folks of um, underprivileged or underrepresented groups uh, get specific kind of one on one mentorship from maintainers of different projects. We did a number of us did it last year and it was really fun. So uh, we're gonna do that again this year, but this time in an online format. So we're chatting with the organizers there to make sure that that we can have some folks and uh, and help help folks get into CircuitPython. Python. So that'll be on Saturday for a bit as well. I'm not sure exactly on the timing because they're um, like they like online events have the time zone challenge, so it it'll vary depending on what time of day uh, but maybe but they're sorting it out. So if you're interested, let me know and and i'll I'll uh, keep you posted on the exact timing for that. Uh, i I'll stream on Friday again as well. So
7: check that out. Thanks, Scott. So will you put more info in the channel about the mentored sprints, or should we like uh, contact you direct message if we're interested? Uh, yeah, just ping me. All right. Yeah. And so now we scroll up to the start of the alphabet, and it's, uh, your turn, Andrew. Yeah, um, so I've been away from the, uh,
1: meetings for the last couple of weeks due to work, but I've managed to, over the last couple weeks, find some time to start work on the Pi Portal weather radio project that I had mentioned, um, in the previous meeting that I attended. Um... So that was good. I got a good uh, set of tones down for like different types of warnings or different um, kind of different events that you could come up with. This week, I hope will, I hope to get the Pi Portal uh, hooked up to the uh, National Weather Service API um, to get a proof of concept to start consuming some of that data. Um, and then on the topic of fun stuff, I finally got my 3D printer uh, fully configured for dual filament, single nozzle printing. All that's left is to set the flags
4: in the Marlin firmware, which hopefully won't be too bad.
7: Thanks, Andrew. We've got a couple of lurkers, and Sea uh, Grover is text-only, so I will read his notes. A clue arrived and became a fun distraction from other projects. Impressed with all that's packed onto that little board, more exploring is in store. Wrapped up a large-format LED clock for a friend's workshop. A custom circuit Python clock builder library made coding simple. Putting all the components in a large mint tin case was the challenge. And somebody else is getting the links. Thanks, Kenny. In the final carpentry phases for the heirloom clock enclosure, working with wood and hand tools is very therapeutic. Also involves experimenting with a kalimba-like bridge for the clock's piano wire gong assembly. Use the clock builder library for the Pi Badge plus cricket system for two miniature servos and a small solenoid. Reawaken my culinary skills, and I'm having fun with kitchen tools and tech. was a pretty good cook back when I was a single dad, but thought I had forgotten most of that. Turns out that it's like riding a bicycle, and I'm better than before. At least that's what I think. Probably should ask. Charles is lurking, uh, so that makes Dan H. next.
5: Oh, okay. So, um... Last week I finished up the um, BLE Fruit Services library. Pretty much, there's a, one or two small outstanding issues. And what the, this does is that it provides the CircuitPython equivalent of the Arduino firmware that goes with the um, Circuit with the play, Bluefruit Playground app, which is a new app for iOS um, that we've developed that sort of just demos things on the um, Bluefruit Playground and Clue boards. And Antonio, the uh, app author, I worked with him on Friday. Um, I was causing the app to crash. It turned out it was because I was sending it bad data, but the app should not crash. We figured out what was wrong with that. And then we fixed some other things to improve the compatibility between the Arduino and Serf Python versions. So that's his. He's published a new version. He will publish a new version of the app soon. There's, it's, there's one in beta. And I will publish the library soon. Um, I started, we don't, right now we don't have um, automated uh, download counts for the CircuitPython um, binaries. So uh, we have the log data in Amazon. And so I'm going to uh, work up something in Amazon, in AWS Lambda to uh, nightly or so, uh, go through the log files and anonymize them and spit them out as either a CSV file or maybe an SQLite file. And that file could then be downloaded and uh, massaged however necessary to produce the download counts or to produce other uh, interesting statistics, like how often is a French download downloaded, for instance, or something like that. Um, I got uh, some more BLE devices in the mail. I got a Kinsa fewer thermometer, which is BLE capable. And I found out that it seems to be a very sensible device and it was easy to connect to and is sending some data and I have to figure out how to parse that data but it's nice. Uh, So what's coming up the next week is that I'll do the download counts uh, collection software and then I will start working on uh, the bleak host software which is a BLE uh, toolkit for doing BLE on host computers like Linux and Windows and try to um, implement uh, underscore BLEIO so that we can use, we can start using underscore BLEIO on under Blinka on host computers, which would be great. OK.
7: Thank you, Dan. I believe that Dave Brichetti and Dave P are lurking. So we will, um, let's see, Is, do Wester, are you lurking? Yes. Um, so that brings us to Foamy guy.
4: All right. Um, so last week I worked on a couple of the libraries. One of them was uh, adding a, a rotation flag for the gesture sensor that is inside the Clue uh, APDS9960 um, because it is it happens to be mounted on the board at a um, at a 90 degree angle. So the the um, gestures that you get out of it are turned. So uh, now we will have a flag in there so that you can get those uh, automatically manipulated back to, uh, quote unquote, uh, correct or, or upright or however you want to think about it. Um, and then another one was on the, uh, the TLC59711. It's like a, um, an LED lighting controller. It can control uh, up to 12 LEDs with uh, PWM. Um, so that's kind of a cool little controller. It's the first time I played with it. Um, I updated the library to uh, not just use a hard-coded uh, vibrate for the SPI. It uh, previously just had a hard-coded value. So um, in the new update, it will, it will use the existing uh, rate on the SPI line. And then, um, let's see, the other one was uh, working on a new uh, color reading function for the, a different sensor, the TCS34725. So that one's got a, um, it's got like a little flora one, and then there's a breakout version one. Um, and the, the code that's inside the color function in there has got some kind of uh, older funky math that um, I guess we don't know the, the exact origins of. So I needed some updating, um, and I managed to get uh, one of those sensors um, delivered. So I've been working on that. And then uh, the last thing that I did uh, just over the weekend was, um, some of the testing on the new dot uh, star library that's using um, pixel buff under the hood. So that was uh, really, really, really neat stuff. Um, first time playing with that, that pixel buff stuff. I'm just uh, really amazed at how fast it can animate the, um, the LEDs with that. Um, but yeah, that's what I had this week.
7: Thanks, Fummy Guy. Um, it's always fun when you've got mathematical formulas and you don't know where something came from. Um, hopefully the new code is going to be better explained with comments and whatnot. That brings us, uh, last but not least, to HireFact.
6: All right, so um, past week, uh, not my most productive week, just because uh, I had some stuff come up um, at home, uh, but uh, the time that it spent was mostly on um, working on IMX pin details and just kind of um, further diving into the IMAX uh, peripheral system and getting used to the stuff that's a little bit different. It's, this is actually my first time ever really venturing out of uh, STM32 world um, in any great depth. So it's it's been a, a learning experience dealing with the new um, peripheral system and just kind of different people's different documentation and all that kind of stuff. So um, I did that and then a little bit of reviewing and, and uh, you know, keeping track of some new bugs coming in. So speaking of bugs, uh, this week, probably the first thing I the first thing I want to get done and what I'm working on right now is uh, we've got some kind of weird. We've got a couple of bad bugs on the F 405 right now, but uh, the current one like bricks it at <laughs> startup. So um, trying to track that down. Uh, seems like it's got something to do with the low power oscillator. Um, and uh, I'm really hoping that it's not hardware related, uh, which is what the internet would have you think. Um, so I'm going to be trying a couple different things to, to try and uh, figure that out. Um, if we can get it in by the release, uh, great. If not, uh, we just may want to put a disclaimer in there that um, you know 5.4 breaks uh, the F405 Feather and the Pi Board, uh, which appear to be the only two boards that are suffering from this issue. So. Um, Beyond that, uh, I'll be working on wrapping up my pin utility stuff on the IMX boards, um, and uh, I'd like to get working on the RGB matrix uh, for the rest of the STM32 line, so things like the f 7 A7, and uh, I don't know, I haven't done extensive testing with the existing PR with that, so um, kind of getting in there and getting familiar with it. Um, and that's going to be it for me.
7: Thank you, Higher Effect. Uh That brings us to in the weeds, and I see that we're going to come right back to you. So, um, in the weeds is where we take a longer, uh, where we take time for long form discussion that is too long for status updates. If you have something you'd like to discuss in the weeds, please add it to the document now, and uh, otherwise, I will just start with the first item and hand it back to Higher Effect. Sorry for uh, taking that away from you, Katni. I hope you don't mind.
0: Not at all,
6: um, So yeah, like I said, uh, having some problems with the ever, uh, Feather STM32 Feather F405 um, killer, and then seems that the problem is also duplicated on the Pi board, which uses the same STM32 F405 uh, MCU, but I would assume uses a different low speed oscillator. So this question is mostly for Scott, but also for anybody else who has maybe tried STM32 Duino on the uh, there, Um, basically just wondering whether other people have had success using that low power oscillator, because all the resources that uh, I've been seeing say that when an oscillator doesn't start, it's usually with the kind of function that the, the STM32 software starts with. It's Usually a hardware issue, uh, which doesn't seem right to me. So, uh, buddies. So,
1: what did we do before? Is it was it my low power stuff that started using it?
6: Yeah, right. So this is the first time that we've ever been using setting up or using it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, kind of have a dual problem. I set up a, a bit of of quick code that basically was like, okay, well. If it times out trying to set up the low-speed oscillator, mm-hmm. then it'll automatically space, uh, convert over to the low-speed internal oscillator as opposed right. to the external. Um, That's basically what's happening is that it's getting stuck on the, uh, you had a, just kind of an infinite loop for mm-hmm. um, whether it was uh, the, the flag for LS, the low-speed external is ready. Right. Um, so it was just getting stuck there. But even if you add a timeout to that and switch over to the low-speed internal one, um, I also wasn't getting USB enumerated. Um, and uh, and so yeah, I, I just wanted to check whether you had had success. I I remember testing it on the STM thirty-two, um, the STM thirty-two F four hundred five, but I don't a hundred percent remember whether this little piece of code was in this particular state or not. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. totally remember that. So I was just wondering whether you remember like you used the feather with the LSE speed oscillator and it was working. Um,
1: uh, I should check it again. I assume that I tested it, but I think the LSE configuration stuff is one of those things that doesn't get reset when you
6: actually reset the board right so actually that's something that i'm testing so, right now. yeah and maybe i will solve this uh literally like right after the meeting here um i i noticed that there was in if you look at the actual rcc setup from how it does this low power domain stuff um it sets up the low power of the backup domain mm-hmm. uh and and you didn't do you, you didn't uh do that in in your particular meditation, which i figure was working for at least one of your tests um right. maybe that's maybe it's just some kind of weird thing where it got hooked on something else but anyway um i mean I, i'm just i'm just wondering whether you have had like you you got this working on an stm32 feather um at some I, point i
1: i did at some point
6: yeah so whether that <laughs> point
1: included the LSE stuff, like, I would assume so.
6: Yeah. But yeah. that's assuming. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm I, like, I'm, I'm equally forgetful about where it was that I, I gave us the testing stuff.
1: So. Yeah, and, like, I was doing, I was testing basically everything intermixed. So that's always. Right. Okay. Oh, here's my cable. I'm going to just test it. I'm going to plug it in right now
4: and see what's on there. Because so, I, I don't think I've used it since I did that. So we could just see. Okay. Well, I just actually loaded up. Okay, so I got a CircuitPython drive, and boot out says this. I have no idea what. Crashing, please. She crash. Hmm. Hey.
6: I think I just solved it. <laughs> oh yeah, As we were. Talking. I was like just typing stuff in, and I think I actually just fixed it. Um, yeah. So I just added in all of the the little boilerplate little piece of um, uh, backup domain enable stuff. Ah, yeah. And I just like copied that over, and uh, it's working again.
1: Perfect. So, okay. All right.
7: Great. Yay. <laughs> and that I was much rejoicing. Contribute that weirdly, I have a board that's working fine. It's at master. At master? It's an
6: STM32F405. Yeah.
7: I just pasted the D or not the D message, but that little string from it. Oh. Um, so, I can't explain that uh, except that uh, it may have been powered on for a long time and it's running on a JLink right now. So, those are kind of different. Well,
6: that's the same. I mean, it's
7: situations. been running for a long time. Uh, but like... Well, you had mentioned that some stuff is not reset, right? By just a software reset.
6: Yep. Yeah. Oh, so maybe, maybe it was like... Maybe so maybe, maybe
7: this backup power, power, power domain is still configured or something.
6: Could you try just unplugging it and plugging I it back? I could. To see whether yeah. it, it fails?
7: Sure.
1: Yeah, because like J-Links sometimes actually load and run code on the device itself. So
7: be aware of that.
1: So hmm. like they're actually going to end up doing some initialization
7: potentially. Oh, yep. It doesn't come back. Okay, uh-huh. good.
6: All right, good. That verifies it. Well, that's that's really interesting to note on. Um, yeah, that
7: would have would have been a, if your testing procedure had led you to believe it worked just fine, that would have been <laughs> something else. Yeah, it's a, it's a pain.
6: Might have that. Might have actually happened to yeah. That might have happened to Scott. I don't think it's the J Link that does it. I think it's probably the registers that maybe don't even get that they because they're in the backup domain, they don't get touched by reprogramming process. Yep. Um. And so they were turned on for whatever reason. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good to know that that kind of thing can happen. So.
1: Yeah, it's wild. And um, I think the reason they do it is because low-speed oscillators take a while to start up.
6: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm probably going to add this timeout stuff in here. Um, do you want to try and get this in before the um, the release goes out so it doesn't pick the the feather? Sure,
1: you got time. Just uh, mention me in Discord and send me the link to the PR because I think I'll do my my email, inbox and PRs after I get the teensy 4 one uh just, just
8: if you're gonna put it in and, and do a release can you check that stack setting too I
6: Did i did uh let me yeah let me let me try and 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 the stack thing in here too i was having some problems with that stack thing so i just want to make sure that that
8: works yeah that may well be be you know because it, it just it just that it, it, it if you try and actually run something, it crashes into the hard fault. But if you just try and load those libraries, it just gives that recursive error. So yeah,
6: it's, it's totally yeah. running into my ePaper stuff, and I had to manually cha- go in okay. and change it, and it was, it was a mess. So um, yeah, I will I will do my best to, to, to get that in there uh, as well. And if not, it'll be hot on its heels as the next bug that I, I OK, thanks. Are,
1: are we doing uh, the stack in a separate region of memory from the heap on this?
6: Uh, not on the f405. Okay, um, you've just got. I, I need to I need to actually go back. This is part of what I need to pay attention to. Is just uh, for my, well, actually, maybe this is kind of a decent extended in the weeds thingy. Um, because I've got these this thing that's the minimum stack size, minimum heap size mm-hmm. I in your linker script, in the linker script, and and mm-hmm. I haven't met with the dynamic uh allocation code, uh, and I understand you do it a little bit differently, but right now what's effectively happening is that I had this old stuff that I think was actually just boilerplate either out of MicroPython or from the HAL, uh, mm-hmm. and it sets the minimum stack size to 2. What that right. essentially does is it sets the stack to 2, and it is never bigger. Right, uh,
1: right. So, unless, unless your Python code actually makes it bigger.
6: So So is that something that I should be actually going in and fixing somewhere else other than just like because you know my my fix was going to be going oh just go in and change the stack size to 24 haha but um that's not it kind of sounds like i should be changing this somewhere else
1: uh i I was trying to remember whether there was core coupled memory that we were going to use for it
6: instead uh well there we've got the tcm on the f7 and h7 right (laughs) Now we have CCM. Right. As, yeah, we do have CCM on the F four oh five. Um or it doesn't have um DMA access. Uh, but probably still fine.
1: Yeah, for stack I th- think that's fine. We shouldn't we shouldn't put DMA stuff on the stack um the reason i was asking is for with the esp32s2 stuff i'm trying to do like a fixed stack and i found an issue
6: with okay. that
1: like if 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 your heap t- top is different than your stack top or something
4: like the logic in that case is not not right okay so i had to fix that okay
6: mm-hmm. Um so so take a look at that but i think for now you should just make it bigger Okay, I'll make a bigger it. follow up with with uh, you know some a better fix. Uh, in the... Yeah, it's happened.
0: Okay.
6: Thanks. Much good.
0: All right, excellent. That was in the weeds, very very in the weeds. So last thing Always we have... I know. <laughs> last thing we have to do is wrap up. So this has been the CircuitPython Weekly for May 11th, 2020. Uh, We are here every Monday uh, for the most part at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific to uh, host this meeting. Um, The meeting will be available on YouTube and as a podcast. And if you are interested in joining us, you can show up on uh, the Adafruit Discord. Uh, you can join at adafru.it slash discord and uh, join us next time. Um, as well, there is a notes document, so if you would rather read about the meeting than watch or listen to it, you absolutely can. And with that, uh, I want to say thank you to everyone who participated, and we will see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.
7: Thanks, Katni. You're the best. Thanks, everyone.